Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on The Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode. Ben! Yeah? <laughs> how, was your, uh, how was your week and your weekend? Uh, you know, pretty good. I think, uh, like everybody else, I am really looking forward to St. Patty's Day tomorrow, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to go out to the parade? Yeah. Get all tight with those other people's bodies? I like to hug strangers. Yeah, I'm all about that, too. Yeah. I like to give them little kisses and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So well, that's, that's good. Yeah, I think, and I, I know I'm not alone in that. I think everybody right now is looking forward to going out and... Well, tomorrow's the day that you wear the Kiss Me on Myra shirt. Everyone's going to wear it, and everyone's yeah. going to do it. Yes. Yeah, no, so. I hear you. It only makes sense. I prob- Maybe I'll run into you at the St. Paddy's Day Parade. Maybe, but I mean, if you don't, that's understandable because there's going to be throngs of people there. It's, uh, mm. it's a popular Yeah, it's going to be a popular I think thing. people like to gather in large groups and celebrate yeah. uh, their Irish heritage, whether or not they actually have any. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like to paint my torso in green paint, and I like to kind of like jog a lot because it gets cold out and you want to keep up a good warmth. Yeah. Get a lot of sweat going. Yeah, a lot of... Get people a lot of hugs. But just in general, yeah, fluid is the, uh, <laughs> the theme of the day. You want a lot of your own fluids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want to share my fluids with people. Yeah. That's not going to happen, is it, Ben? Because they canceled the parade, didn't they? Did they? I think they did. They honestly canceled I the parade. I thought they could keep it going just as long as they only had like 49 people there. Isn't it just groups of over 50 <laughs> is the problem? So just have to... <laughs> what they do is they kind of calculate the area. I'm like, okay, six six foot radius between each person. So we can only have roughly 50 people at this parade. Yeah. Including the people on the floats. Yeah. So I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be nice for a change. A little, an intimate affair. It will be. It'll be yeah. like you're part of an exclusive club. Yeah. So I'm People paying millions of dollars to get in to the St. Paddy's Day Parade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that it? Anything else going on in your week? I don't know. <laughs> Have you just given up on life? What is that? No, I I, it's, I don't know, not much going on. I've been at the day off from work today, so. What about dating? How's the woman you tried to break up with? Yeah, that's good. You guys still talking? Uh, uh, she's sucking you back in, isn't she? No, no, we talked once mm-hmm. last week. About your future together? I don't know why we talked. Were promises made? It was... No, I was, if anything, just fulfilling a previous promise to, like, talk once more about stuff. And then it just was weird chit-chat. Oh, really? Just she like, like how It was just, like, telling me about her day. I'm like, I, why am I doing this? I don't care. Weird. So you had... But then it, it kind of got into... We're, we're done. So... <laughs> <laughs> are you and I done talking about this, or are you done talking? No, she and I her? are done with each All other. Right. So it's officially it was, done. It's been officially done, in my mind, for a while. Well, that's what's important, is, um, is it also in her mind. Yeah. So you guys so. had a previous conversation. You decided, well, we're going to continue this and talk about our deep issues that we're going to talk about. And then when you did, she just talked about her day at work. Well, because, yeah, we had, I had broken up with her, and then we got together. I don't even remember if I talked about this. We got hmm. together once and talked some more. Yeah, I don't. Did I talk about that? We went out, and just grabbed a beer and a bite to eat. No, oh, I didn't know that. This was, I think, like on the Wednesday after I had mm. um, ended up with her. Got it. And then, so that was weird. No, well, at least you had some sort of like friendly closure to it. My ex girlfriend, um, she she informed me of a thing that I guess everyone knows about that I didn't know about is that if you're in a Lyft or an Uber and you send someone your um where you're gonna like your your location like how you're gonna be arriving yeah um that it's not just a convenience thing like I would do it with you if I was meeting you somewhere you're only usually doing it because you feel like you're in danger from the Lyft driver or the Uber driver and um you do that so that that way you you as the one person is has an eye on where they're going okay <clears throat> so if all of a sudden they end up in a weird location you oh. know their last location you're supposed to tell the police I didn't know that I thought it was just to like hey I'll I'm on my way. Here's well, what Because I've done that to you, right? I yeah. think when we've met out before. Well, it's, like, like the, it's like the eggplant emoji. Like, you think, yeah. oh, it's a cute little eggplant. I'm going to send my dad this little eggplant emoji. Dad, look, you're my eggplant. And it turns <laughs> yeah. out it means cocks. Uh-huh. So uh, it, has, it, it gained a new meaning. So same with this. Um, so the other day she sent me one of those. And we haven't talked. Like, it's, it's very, uh, it's not friendly, a friendly ending. And so um, she sent me that. And I saw it, and I stared at it for a while, and I was like, 
Well, I don't think she wants me to talk to her, but she sent me this thing. So then I texted her later saying... So you're like her emergency contact? That's what I was thinking. Like so then I, I texted her saying, hey, is everything okay? You sent me this thing that you've told me in the past is supposed to be bad news. Uh, she never answered back. So I think she's probably blocking me, I guess. Or she just saw it and ignored it. I don't know. One of the two. But, okay. Yeah. And, um, and so in the end, uh, she never answered. And then I was like, well... Did she die? And so then I don't have Facebook, but she's on Twitter. And so I looked her up on Twitter and saw that she was, like, posting about someone's cute picture of a cat. Okay. So I'm like, okay, she's alive. <laughs> so why did she share that with you, though? In the first, that's weird. I think she must have done it by accident or she oh. did it on purpose just to be a jerk. I don't know. I have no idea what the, what, what happened there. That's weird. I'm guessing by accident. Well, then I, she should just say, like, oh, sorry, that was an accident. Like, yeah, that's what I was she... hoping for when I said, are you okay? Everything's weird, Ben. Relationships end in a weird way yeah. uh, this year, or these last however many months, and uh, and now viruses are spreading across the world. That oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. did you? Oh, wait, oh, maybe I shouldn't go to St. Patty's Day tomorrow. Why wouldn't you? I don't understand. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just got a text from Gretchen. No. Oh, oh no, from the girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I'll I, get a text from my ex-girlfriend saying I'm alive. I, <laughs> Is this all going to happen on this show right now? I don't know. I, I did get a text from Gretchen earlier, though, so I could share oh, 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 the, okay. for, for the show. Of course. Um, what did um, she text you? Oh, well, by the way, that's part of the permanent yeah, collection. I, that. I, I saw that. I appreciate it. I like how it's, um, it's the, the tongue scraper that we're looking at. It's up on the wall like uh, mm-hmm. Like it's a trophy. Well, no, what are the... What do Jewish households have a mezuzah oh, or something? Mezuzah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like it's on the wall like a mezuzah, but it's when we come in, except for the virus. When we come in, should we kiss our fingertips and touch it on our way in? Because that's what you do with mezuzahs. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Touch Gretchen's tongue depressor thing. <laughs> oh, we should. We should. Yeah, really lick it up too. Yeah, I'll just flat out lick it. I'll yeah. just get a little lick. Well, anyways, what does she have to say? Uh, well, she she has a dental tip. Oh, which finally, she herself. <laughs> What do you mean, finally? I, That's know, I don't know why it is. That came out of my mouth, and I have no idea That's why. a dental tip that she describes as simplistic. <laughs> there's probably, Which there's is, probably backstory that she won't yeah. address that's just going to get us all angry. Yeah, Gretchen, we could do without the condescension, okay? <laughs> Mom. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the simplistic dental tip is to mm. brush for a full two minutes with your soft, bristled toothbrush. Oh. You should use a timer. No, Left no. on their own, most people brush only for about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or, sure. better yet, use a Sonicare or other electric toothbrush. That's what I do. Which has a built-in timer. It's got a built-in timer. I, a couple things there. Simplistic. Again, they, we don't need that. Why are you... She's speaking to you directly right now, Ben. Yeah. Well, she's speaking down to me. <laughs> she <directly>. absolutely is. <laughs> she had then, you using those medium well, and hard bristle brushes for years, and now she's like, plus you brush too fast. What's with the name drop for Sonicare? She... <clears throat> oh! Oh, you, is she getting paid on the is side she, Is right she now? endorsed or something? Yeah. What, what sort of kickback is she getting for that? I, I love that our few listeners that we have, and no advertising on our show whatsoever, that suddenly Sonicare... Stumbles across an episode and like, I love this Gretchen angle. Let's talk to her directly. Let's bypass these guys and go talk to her. <laughs> That's Sonicare, a trusted brand subsidiary of the Philips Corporation, I believe. <laughs> it's a quality product. Yeah, it's is, got a is timer. Wait, I, I got a double check. Is that a Philips? Yes. Sonicare brought to you by Philips. Yeah, I have the Philips. I have the Philips brand. Yes. Um, it does have a timer. You brush... <laughs> And you kind of daydream yeah. and think about other things, and then it goes, and it's you know, then all of a sudden it goes <laughs> like that, and you go, yeah. ah, and then you go to the other side of your bottom jaw or whatever. So it does it like thirty seconds per quadrant or something. I guess, yeah. yeah. So it's supposed to be the perfect amount of time. But if you ever are in a rush, where you're like, I can't sit here, and fo- I gotta go, so you do it, you brush whatever, then you gotta get out the door, you turn the thing off, it still remembers the timer from the last time you did it. So then you start it up. You put it oh. in your mouth and immediately goes, ah, like, oh, damn it. Now I have to sit here for 20 wow. minutes till it's all done with all the rest wow. of it and I can finally get back to the base. Okay. Yeah. It's not a perfect technology. But yeah. they are a great company and they make a good product. So Anyway, there's your simplistic <laughs> tip. I love she's talking down to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this segment might have to come to an end if, that, if that's the tone <laughs> we're going to take. Gretchen. I love she just inundates you with like, I got yeah. more tips. Like, I'm not going to fucking read them on the show. <laughs> well, that's, I have to drag him out of her. She's running out of tips because like I've said before, I, think, I don't think there's that much to dentistry. 
You know what I'm realizing about our show? I mean, I agree with you. There isn't that much of dentistry. No. I should be able to clean my own teeth at the scraper, but they keep that all, like, behind lock and key. Uh Um, I like that our show is so toxic that we can never agree on a book or like any of the books we read, (laughs) or if one person likes it, the other person hates it. Wait, has there been a book that one of us liked and the other hated? Uh, you, well, I liked Golden Compass more. You than liked you the Golden did, Compass I? more yeah, than I did. Okay. Uh, I can see the value in Golden Compass, but I was like, "Eh, it sucks." To this I guess book. it was kind of the same. With, uh, also, I have no patience for the HBO show, and that show is not doing well. So it says yeah, something. the story is not that great. Been better, yeah. Like everyone jumps on it, like this is the next Harry Potter. The, We're going to do show this, wasn't and the think, story isn't that good. That's yeah. the reason why it fails every time. And it's not though, horrible, even though you got sick of it. I think you liked George Saunders more than I did. In theory, I was yeah. tired of the book. After the second story, I'm like, oh, these are all the same. Then I'm like, this sucks. Like, I have to read a fourth one and a fifth one. And so it did bother me after a while. But I do think he's a good writer if I didn't have to keep reading the same shit in yeah. one book over and over. But I think but anyways, for the most part, we've hated everything we We have read. hated everything we read. And so the point is that we, our, our little podcast is so toxic that it's affecting Gretchen. We're bringing Gretchen <laughs> down with us. We're suddenly she's talking to She's a little insulting towards us. And she's like, you morons. I'll take care of your mouths. Yeah. Yeah, her tone is basically, yeah, you idiots should know this already, but here's your fucking dental tip, <laughs> exactly. you piece of shit. Looks like I'm going to be your mom for fucking ever. What are you, 40? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Brush your teeth. Huh? <laughs> Two minutes? Too much to ask? You simpleton? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so everything, like anything that touches our show just goes down the tubes <laughs> with us. It just becomes as bitter and angry. All right, that was Gretchen's uh, all oral tips. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Let's talk about the book. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of growing on me. I no. I'm getting into the Twilight God. Saga. It is? No, I'm just kidding. Of say, it's terrible. Because suddenly, as soon as you said that, I'm sure you saw my eyes roll up into my head because I was going through all the things I have to complain about. <laughs> and I'm like, what out of this could you have enjoyed? <laughs> uh, no, nothing. It's terrible. And I, we're eventually going to read the last two books in this saga, and I'm dreading it because... The books just keep getting longer. I wish there was like Cliff this was never ending or something. I wish there was like a friend that could explain it to us versus us having to sit and plow through pages. Because like you said, the books get bigger. It's so much to read and it's so repetitive and so horrible that it's like I, it I, is. I dread reading it. I love talking about it, making fun of it. I dread actually having to read it. Yeah, I agree. And the, like it's quick in some sense to read. Like the pages don't take very long to read because it's you know it's not very dense no, typeface like on the said, page you, and I, it's, it's like pretty said, simplistic writing I but there's just it. so much of it there it is. still takes forever just because there's just the sheer volume of it well like I was saying previously the words on a full page are mostly useless Bella was sad about this Bella was annoyed about that blah 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 blah. she wondered if Edward's ever going to come back blah 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 and you're like all of this I can just kind of skim so you skim it yeah then I get used to skimming more or less every page because it's so much fluff and none of it's actual plot or anything interesting to read or yeah. has a point that comes back later in the book. If so this, I skim, 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 yeah. and then I do wind up missing something. I'm like, fuck, now I got to go back yeah. and I got to read to find out what I missed because here they're talking about something. And this book, it's 560-some pages long. Yes, I don't, why? and that doesn't, in general, I don't, I'm, I don't shy away from big books. No, I mean, if there was a book that I liked that was this long, I would happily spend twice as long reading it and really getting into it and... Mm-hmm. No. This is just long for no reason. Well, Ben, let's just dive into the format. You know the format. We're going to go over the chapters. You're going to complain and try and divert me and get go on a long, babbling stream where you go way ahead of the chapters. But we're going to do this. Chapter 17, Ben. Yeah. Chapters 17 through 24. Yeah. The Visitor, or just Visitor. <clears throat> this is when they go in the house. And this is where Jacob says, even though she's got vampires trying to kill her, Jacob says... Well, I'm not going in that house. There's a vampire in there, so you're on your own. Yeah. Even though he's been spending all his time protecting her, because every man in this board, this book has protected her. And he's so. also not sure which vampire it is. No, no Bella one knows. Bella tells Jacob, like, oh, it's not Victoria, the evil vampire. It's, mm-hmm. uh, she recognizes the car. It's a good vampire. Yeah, but then as she's walking in, she's like, well, I'm not sure. Well, we're going to find out. Yeah, just goes and, and Jacob's like, oh, fine, if you say so. And then what does he do? He peels out. I don't know. Did you wind up reading that chapter after all? I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know if he peeled out. I can't remember if he like got out of there. Because he calls Probably. her later. Anyways, yeah, I, chapter 17. Yeah. 
Alice is back. That's who's in the house. Yep. Uh, they have a big uh, warm reunion. Uh, lots of hugging. Lots of petting each other's hair. Pulling each other's hair a little bit. It's okay. It's natural. Yeah. Then she pulls away from Bella because she hasn't fed yet. And this is a quote that I put down. Oh, I puffed. <laughs> As I realized the problem. She well, was I'm thirsty and I smelled appetizing. It had been a while since I had to think about that kind of thing. Sorry, it's my own fault. It's been too long since I hunted. I shouldn't have let myself get so thirsty, uh, but I was in a hurry today. That's what a vampire says when I know. she's I'm trying just, not to kill someone. I'm just glad that she puffed instead of hissing or grinning, because that's all anyone <laughs> does true. is hiss or grin. <laughs> or growl. Yeah. Yeah, she puffed instead. So that was a new one. Nice for but yeah, she, a person that's just about to kill her goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I've been so busy. I didn't have time to feed. I'll try not to kill you. So that was a fun little thing. There. Um, the quote I got from this chapter was, uh, Then I guess I don't have the corner on the idiocy market. <laughs> <laughs> Which sums up this book pretty well. They're all idiots. How did you? You just opened up the book and went straight to it. There's no underlining. There's no highlighting. Well, oh, you made a note to what sec? Okay, fine. But but that's isn't that that's fitting. They're all idiots in this book. Yes, uh, the author's an idiot. All the characters she wrote are idiots. Jacob calls and hangs up when he hears that Alice is back. So he left her. Left her. He didn't hang around outside. Uh, he's supposed to be able to kill vampires, but he's not going to help at well, all. He's here. he's young. Yeah, you're right. He's young and he's hot headed. Boy, he's a hothead. Yeah. Uh, the next day, uh, Charlie tells Alice about Bella's breakdown and stuff. The doorbell rings, and both Bella and Alice are surprised that Alice did not foresee the guest. The quote being, What's wrong? Bella asks. I have a fairly good guess at who that is, Alice says. And then Bella thinks, Since when did Alice have to guess anything? Because as you remember from the previous book, she's the crap psychic. Like, she yeah. kind of can tell the future, but the unless future can you, change. Unless you change your mind. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. She knows exactly what you're going to do so, unless you decide to do something else. I know. But in this case, she's still the best psychic in the world. It's just that she can't sense uh, werewolves. She can't tell when they're there. She can smell them, but otherwise... Yeah. Um, and so when she gets visions, she never sees a werewolf in the visions, which is pointless. What's the point? Speaking of smelling, I like how Alice... <clears throat> thinks Bella smells terrible because she's been with werewolves and she yep. can smell it on her. Mm-hmm. And the werewolves think <laughs> that Bella smells terrible because she's been with vampires. Mm-hmm. And they describe the vampire smell as, I'm just off the top of my head, I think it's like, it's because it smells sickly sweet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly, yeah, no, I think yeah. that's exactly what it was. It's, yeah. Um, also, um, Alice is getting Bella up to speed on what the Cullens have been up to since they fled Forks, and yeah, that's where I skim. Well, but is, I think, what did I miss on that? Well, they're like finally out of high school, so like two of them go on honeymoon, basically. A couple others are like going to college. Like, why weren't they doing this before? Why were they all just in high school before? Well, as you find out towards the end of the book, Edward's been in high school before or in college before. Yeah, and, and then you go back to high school again. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like, it's like, why, why is school a thing that they? F- it's because undone? Stephanie Meyer wishes she was still in high school. <laughs> I know for eternity. Like, yeah. <laughs> Chapter eighteen: The funeral. Yeah. Jacob's at the door. Uh, he says that he can't protect her with the vampires around, tells her to move back to the reservation again, which she won't do. They just She never acknowledges it. She doesn't go, no, I don't want to, and here's my reason. She just goes, yeah, okay, I'll think about it, and then never follows up on it. Uh, she asks if there's a problem with her being friends with vampires, and he says, yes. Uh, they get real close, like they're about to kiss. Bella, who has no romantic or sexual interest in this man, is just allowing this near kiss to happen. Well, She's like, maybe she has a little bit, though. She just doesn't know Well, she keeps yet. talking about, I just wish he was my brother. Yeah. And I she, wish that he'd know, but I'm not going to tell him, because I need to kind of use his love to get him to keep protecting me. It's just yeah. stupid. Uh, but yes, I, it, the, towards the end of the book, they're playing it off like, oh, I can't decide if I love him with him or not, but she totally depends on him like he's Edward. Yeah. Uh, thank God the phone rings, because otherwise she doesn't know what would happen. Um, Jacob picks up the phone, and he just says the words... He's at the funeral, and he hangs up. She goes, who the hell was that? Why are you answering my phone? And he says it was Dr. Carlisle. Do we even talk about what the funeral is? Harry died. Yeah, that's right. That was in the previous yeah. chapters. Who, so, which one was Harry? So he wasn't remember. the tall guy. No, that's Sam, right? So Sam was the one that saved her in the woods. That I think she so. collapsed out of Harry's drama. just somebody else. All right. I don't understand, though, why Bella wasn't going to Harry's funeral. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> because he's not Edward, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's kind of like Jacob's not Edward. And her dad keeps coming up in this book as like a, oh, I'm putting my dad in danger. 
Which that's always yeah. an afterthought because he's not Edward. So yeah, she's yeah. not gonna go to a funeral unless it's Edward's funeral. But I mean, like Charlie didn't even say like, "Hey, Bella, you should come to this funeral with me for yeah. this close family friend." Well, because who had tragically had a heart attack and died. Yeah. Well, the author is so self-absorbed that that's the way that this self-absorbed character in this book is acting is the way the author probably is. So it never occurred to her to write about maybe going to the funeral. Yeah. So, so anyways. Uh, Says it was Dr. Carlisle, I wrote, but it wasn't? It was Edward checking on her? Uh, yeah. So Jake said that Charlie was at her funeral? So I got confused on that part. But apparently it was Edward calling to be like, Bella, are you still alive? Because he thinks she's dead. How yes. does he think she's dead if he's been talking to her in her mind this entire time? Well, he Up has... to this point in the story, I know towards the end. But we've been led to believe that he's talking to her in her brain. Like, don't jump off that cliff. Get off that bike. You're going to stub your toe. And then, like... So maybe this is the first indication that that was... Actually really a hallucination. Yeah. It just makes her, like, so absorbed with him that she can't function. Um, Alice shows up and is ignored by uh, Jacob uh, to tell her the news. When Alice calls Rosalie, uh, she finds out that Rosalie told Edward that Bella was dead uh, based on one of Alice's great visions. Which is why Alice came to Forks to check on Bella. To make sure she's still alive. She thought that she saw Bella dying when she jumped, yeah. when she dived off the cliff. She's a crap psychic. Yeah, she thought that Where's Bella Where's the part in her visions herself? where she's like, oh, her head came up, she's still alive. Whatever. Yeah. Lazy, lazy writing. How do we get these vampires back? Ah, shit, I wrote myself into a corner with this whole Bella Jacob thing. Uh, we'll have her jump off the cliff and then I'll bring the vampires back. Um... <laughs> Bella doesn't understand why Edward is suddenly going to Italy, because that's what she says. Uh, Edward's in Italy. and uh, But then suddenly she remembers... Oh, she knows exactly why. She, yeah. Well, she remembers it. It was like a, one of those really annoying, like, just like the, the story yeah. about the werewolves and the vampires and the treaty and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. She suddenly goes, oh, yeah, that's right. Edward said something really, really specific one time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is that uh, that if he thought anything ever happened to her, he would go to Italy uh, where there's these old vampires and that he would get himself killed by them. Because he doesn't know how to kill himself, so he's going to go to Italy. Just piss off a bunch of werewolves. Done. Yeah, he doesn't know that, though, apparently. I don't know. Then how does... Does he not aware of the treaty? I'm not getting into the Anyway, so he's going to Italy, though, because he knows that this vampire family in the town of Volterra, I think, Mm -hmm. which he had described as... They're kind of like vampire royalty. Yeah. And if he he pisses them off, they'll kill him. Yep, exactly. Um, are we wrapping up this chapter? Because I have a couple of quotes that uh, st- stood out to me in this chapter. Yes. Uh, oh, Bella wants to go with Alice to Italy to stop Edward from doing something stupid. Again, vampires can read each other's minds. She should be able to say in her mind, Alice, Oh, Bella's fine, even though we should all be able to know that. But we but, don't. Well, but here, I'm sending this message to you, and he's not getting it for it. So they have to physically go to Italy to tell him. Well, because it's kind of half-assedly explained in the book that oh, Edward can read minds, but only if he's trying to. So at some point he woke up, he's like, I'm not going to read minds. I think Bella might be dead. Well, I think he's, yeah. He's, well, I'm not so, going to check in on that. Time to go kill myself. <laughs> well, he's so overcome with grief, and he's not trying to read Alice's or Bella's minds. Well, that's whatever. stupid. It's a lot like... It is stupid. Me with the situation where the ex-girlfriend sent me that creepy text. I texted her, hey, is everything okay? If a vampire can use telekinesis, you'd probably be doing that every ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you go check on her? Is she okay? I don't know. Go on. Um, well, the chapter closed with... Um, basically, Alice is going to drive Belle and herself to the airport so they can fly to Italy. Hmm. And uh, they're in a hurry, so she, she took off quickly in the car. Mm-hmm. And when she did so, the tires screeched like human screams. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I like that it's like the sounds of ghosts as you like peel your tires. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like that's, human screams. Oh, that's amazing. Such a terrible metaphor. Chapter 19, Race. Yeah. Boy, is this chapter title just explaining exactly what happens in the chapter. I only have one note from this chapter. Let me know when you want it. Oh, anytime you want to give it. Well, it's later on the chapter when they're arriving in Italy. Let me know. All right. Well, on the plane, Alice calls Jasper on her cell phone book written in the early 2000s. Apparently, a vampire has finally got a cell phone or late 90s. Well, I think the book was written in 2008 or something, 2005. Yeah, then why is everyone still, like, in 2005 to 8, I had a cell phone, and we got rid of our home phone. 
when I was married. Oh, aren't we fancy? Well, it's because you didn't need it. I know. I haven't had a landline since... 2008. Well, before that. Yeah, see? Now you... Anyways, so she calls Jasper on his cell phone to explain the situation. This is before the airplane said, turn off your cell phones. <laughs> she just do it. And do it. Walk up and down the aisle, showing off her cell phone. Yeah. I'm sure everyone sees it. Bella asks about the Volturi. Uh, they make the rules because they're so old. They're one of the original vampires. Uh, the most important rule, never expose that vampires exist. Edward is going to try and get killed by them. They are simply considering it. Edward thinks that if they don't uh, decide in his favor, he's going to expose that vampires exist. So, that's his big plan. Because that's like the number one rule of being a vampire is you don't let other people know that vampires are a thing. But... You're hundreds of years old. This is the best plan you can come up with. Yes. Nothing more complicated than that. You don't want to outsmart them, you know. Well, this, just to be clear, this isn't the best plan that Edward can come up with. This is the best plan that Stephanie Meyer can come up with. It's <laughs> a distinction there. It's so half-assed. Like, she thought of it while she was taking a dump. She's like, that's good enough. <laughs> I just wrote it down. Uh... Alice's uh, future seeing shows all this. This is how she's seeing this all in the future or whatever. Alice is considering biting Bella herself. And Bella's like, oh, goody. Yeah, bite me. Yeah. And then Alice goes, but yeah, I don't know if I can control myself because I might just destroy you and kill yeah. you you because know, I'll be start feeding or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's a delicate process <clears throat> to turn on into a vampire. Alice has a vision that uh, Edward is considering biting someone in public, though that would disappoint Dr. Carlisle, his dad, his fake dad, his whatever dad. So instead, he decides that he's going to go out into uh, the main plaza and sparkle in the sun. Yeah. And then gonna everyone's going to be like, vampire! <laughs> yeah. No one's going to be like, why is that guy got body glitter all over and he's standing yeah. in this? Instead, they're going to be like, oh, well, he's a vampire. I think it's a bit more majestic than glitter. I mean, it's the supernatural Well, sparkling. they described it as glowing. Yeah. But well, that could be anything. anything. If I saw a person glowing, I'd be like, oh, that's weird, and just keep walking. Um, so anyway, they're, Alice and Bella are on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, they're flying. They had a layover in New York, mm-hmm. and then they're flying to Italy. And uh, as they're approaching, they're landing in Florence, Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it said they're going to drive from Florence to this town, Volterra. So they're landing in Florence mm-hmm. on a plane from New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, the author made a point of saying that the pilots announced both in French and English that they were landing soon. <laughs> Why not Italian? Why French? <laughs> Does she just think that everybody in Europe just speaks French? French and English. Yeah. Like, if you're not speaking English, know. you're she, probably speaking French. She, does she not know that Italy has its own language? I don't know. Well, she doesn't know that highways don't have sharp, <laughs> yeah. sharp turns. Anyway, so that, that, that was my only note from this chapter. So why is the pilot speaking French and English? That's a good and point. And not Italian. Unless the base language is Italian. Like, as soon as you get on the plane in New York and they're like, ah, see, I don't know, I can't speak Italian. And then, like, it's just the Italian, 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 the whole flight, and all of a sudden in English, it'll be like, we're landing soon, and then, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't that's, know. That's not how it was presented, though, in the in No, the it wasn't. I'm just trying to fill in the gaps for this person that has yeah. no attention to detail. Well, um, again, Bella does not have a corner on the idiocy market. No, she doesn't. Stephanie Meyer is firmly in that market. <laughs> Alice steals a Porsche in Italy, and the yeah. two girls race towards Volterra. A yellow Porsche turbo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No one's allowed to the main plaza, but they Which, are. Which, again, if they're in Italy, why mm. didn't she steal... A, you'd think it would be a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. Why is, mm. why is it a German car? I think the Italians are partial to Italian sports cars. You'd think, um, but no. <laughs> 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 if Stephanie Meyer had her way, uh, and she didn't know anything about even a Porsche, she'd just be like, it was a really nice Ford truck or something. Like, it's, Oh, it's, well, that... Actually, she acknowledged... In, I'm sorry to jump ahead here, but in the acknowledgments section of the book... You read the acknowledgments? Yeah, because I Ford thought, Motor Company? I thought there might be some nuggets to pull out of here, mm-hmm. and uh, Ms. Meyer did um, thank her brother, brother Jacob for his ongoing expert advice on all her automotive choices. <laughs> so it's her brother Jacob. Yeah. Well, you're in Italy. You're going to ride a Porsche. <laughs> also, Jacob, she... She named the werewolf feather after her brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's kind of nice. Yeah, that's nice. She immortalized him. Because apparently her other siblings are called Emily, Heidi, Paul, Seth, and Jacob. I guess. No. All right. Um, I don't remember a Seth or an Emily in the story, do you? For some reason, Seth sounds familiar. Or a Paul. Is there a Paul? I don't know. I, there was a Heidi. So I, bet, I think we can tell 
which siblings Stephanie Meyer likes best <laughs> by who she's naming characters after. She made him a hunky werewolf that's really good yeah. with cars. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, so they steal Porsche. Uh, no one's allowed through the main plaza, but they get through, kind of with no real effort, so they never really explain it that well, that I remember anyways. Alice realizes uh, it is because the, it's St. Marcus Day, a day that celebrates the day Father Marcus drove all the vampires uh, out of Volterra. Um, they realize the irony, and I wrote, ugh. <laughs> Alice drives up to the plaza, and I write, they got through? And um, chapter 20, Volterra, Weirdly, the first guard just lets him by. At the second, uh, Alice rolls down the window and just hands him a shitload of money and he waves yeah. her through. Well, so it I took think, no effort to get through. Well, I think... It was like a, non, a non-blocker. a non It was like no preventative. There's no tension in the story. Can we get there in time? Oh, no, we got to get past these guards. It was just a non-thing. I think Italian cops are known for taking bribes, aren't they? Do you think Stephanie Meyer knows that, mu- uh, that much about Italy that she'll be able to write that into the story? I don't know. Maybe that's... Because it's literally, the chapter's ending with, can we get through the plaza? <laughs> God, we might not. What if we don't do it in time? Also, like, we just gave that one guy money yeah. and then he let us through. Yeah. So let's move on to the story. <laughs> it's so dumb. At the second, uh, oh yeah, then Alice tells Bella that she only needs to find the clock tower, the Palazzo de Priori. Uh, Alice can tell the Volturi are all around them. Uh, and she tells Bella, go sprint. And she can't because it's too crammed with okay. people. So she runs through a fountain. Yeah. So... Again, Edward's plan is to step out into the sunlight. Yeah, you gotta stop him. And, yeah, because if he steps out into the sunlight, then the vampires are gonna destroy him. Yes. For doing it, for exposing himself as a vampire to all these humans that are in the plaza. Yeah. And they're basically, how the scene was painted is Edward standing in the shadows, <laughs> just waiting for his moment to step out in the sunlight. Yeah. And the other vampires, are all the Volturi around. are just waiting for him to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they why would stop him, I know. <laughs> why, yeah, they would have stopped him so as not to expose everybody as vampires in this tower. I know. They're not going to let him do that and then destroy it. Like, how well, dumb her, is that? In her mind, it's like a cop sees someone that looks like they might steal, so the cop's going to wait till they actually do steal and then arrest them. Yeah. That's how she thinks this scene is. But yeah. she doesn't think, well, they've been around for thousands of years. And they really want to protect their, you know, being anonymous or whatever, that they wouldn't even let him walk out of the like they don't have yeah. rules like that. They just will not allow it to happen. Yeah, they're just she doesn't think of that. So they're like all these guys are like, yeah, you get to do it? Yeah. You get, you get to leap out. And he's like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> he's like, there's this tension before he finally yeah, does and it. Then, so what if he had stepped out, then how was that gonna end? Like what what would have been the outcome? They'd whisk his beautiful glowing body away and then kill him? Yeah, and then thousands of people saw that. Though. Like, I know. Well, that's they saw the what, glowing boy get whisked away. I know. By other glowing beings. That's, who presumably oh, had to step out point. in the sun to get them. Yeah, that's a good point. All these people are going to know they're all vampires. I figure they're all something. wearing like, hoods or something. I think they're wearing cloaks, but yeah. yeah. like what's, th- This is so dumb. It is. It's a non-event. Just like the tension in the last chapter of can we get through to the plaza, and then, yeah, they do. It's fine. And then it's like, well... How's he going to kill himself? Uh, he'll just step out in the sun. It's like not well thought out. There's no tension. There's no creativity. You're like, oh, wow, I never thought of that. Yeah. Like this whole vampire universe is really fleshed out. Like that doesn't happen with this. And then later when all the tourists go into the castle. <laughs> yeah. Like I have issues with that too. I'll, I mean, I don't want to. Yeah, don't step ahead. I don't want to disrupt your structure here, but uh, let's talk about that when we get to it. Uh, so Bella has to go through a fountain to get there. Why that detail? No one cares. Then when Bella reaches Edward, he's in sort of a trance, but he sees her uh, and he doesn't believe that she's real. Then he snaps out of it, and he's trying to get Bella well, back in the secluded area. Because he area. thinks he's dead. Because he, yeah. he makes some comment like, wow, they really are good. I didn't feel a thing. He thought oh, that they killed yeah, him. Yeah, and like yeah. she was seeing Bella. In heaven. Yeah. In vampire heaven. Which also, like. Which comes up later. He mentioned, like, oh, Carlisle was right. I actually do have a soul yep. or something. So, or that there can be, I, I yeah. do believe in an afterlife yeah. or whatever. Uh, so he tries to get her into the little dark area to have a private conversation, but the uh, Volturi men appear, as does a small yeah, girl. Yeah, because they were saying they're watching him, waiting for him to walk out into the sunlight. I know. <laughs> so, so the small girl, a tiny little girl in a cloak, Jane. Yep, she. Uh, they all go through a tunnel. They wind up going into this big undergroundy whatever uh, castle for vampires. Yep. Um, Oh, and Bella doesn't get why everyone's submissive to the small girl. Uh, they go through the drain. Because she's whatever. a moron. Yeah. She can't read contextual clues, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 21, verdict. Inside, 
there's a woman that Bella notices is human. So she's kind of like the Renfield. She's sort of like, oh, I hope you turn me into a vampire someday. And her name is Gianna? Yeah. Yeah. So all of them go in. This human person is kind of like, oh, hey, welcome. Here's a seat. <laughs> you know, God, I hope I'm a vampire someday. And then um, a young boy who looks very much like Jane comes out and greets Jane. And his name is Alec. Gene leads them to another room where there's a group of vampires waiting. <clears throat> there's a guy named Aro. Yeah. Uh, and he's pleased to see everyone. Aro, is Aro the he's a character co- played by Michael Sheen in that clip that you... I think it might be. Okay. See, I don't know what his character is in that movie because I've never seen the movies. It seemed like... I'm thinking he's that. Yeah. Because in this book, this Aro guy is constantly delighted with everything. Yeah, he's very charismatic, isn't he? He's very... Yeah, so... Um, I'm flamboyant thinking, almost. And <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking his character with the high-pitched laughing is yeah. uh, probably it. Uh, he's able to read minds, but only if he touches people. So he's kind of like a version one vampire to their version fives. Oh, but he can read everything if he touches Oh, that's the difference. Edward can read people's thoughts, but only what they're currently thinking. If Aro touches you, he can read all of your thoughts that you've ever had. Oh, boy, that's that's powerful. Isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, he asked Edward, how can you stand next to, your, uh, next to Bella and control yourself? And he says, oh, it's a lot of effort, and Aro's fascinated. He's also fascinated by the fact that Edward can't read Bella's mind. Uh, and he asks Bella if he can give it a try, and she doesn't really feel like she's got to say, so he goes and tries. Um, they don't work. Yeah. And then he wonders if Jane's will work. And Jane... Doesn't work. ...has the power to cause excruciating pain to her victims. That doesn't yeah. work either. Yeah, Bella's was like immune to vampires. Yeah, and Edward gets real mad. Like, why are you trying to get Jane to do that? So then Jane turns on him and throws him across the room, and he's all in pain and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Aro's amused by all of this. He is, isn't he? Enter high-pitched laughing. I, that's how I was <laughs> picturing it as I was reading. Aro asks Edward, uh, Alice, uh, especially Bella, to join the family. All three refuse. Uh, some of the other vampires are annoyed at Bella's invitation, but Aro explains that once Bella becomes one of them, the possibilities would be fascinating. Yes. High-pitched laughter. He tries to force <laughs> them to join by saying that Edward exposed the vampires to Bella, and she knows too much. So it's kind of like, you got to make her one or we're going to kill her. Um, Alice, Alice steps forward and offers Aro one of her visions. Go on, touch me. Look at my vision. She's going to be a vampire someday. So then yep. he's like, high-pitched laughs. Oh, that's going to be great. I'll sit back and watch that play out. Won't that be fascinating? Because everything's fascinating. Um, as they're walking towards the reception area, that's when all the tourists come in. And they're all sort of wondering, like, wow, this place seems really big and creepy. And then the doors close behind them. And then Bella and Edward and Alice and everyone can hear all the screaming as they're being torn alive and eaten. Yeah, I think it was described as about 40 people going in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. The 40 people go missing, that's not going to be noticed? No. But you know, this is the, the only thing in both the last book and this book where I read it and thought, oh, yeah, that's kind of creepy. Like, that's a, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. She didn't flesh it out well, but no. that's the only interesting idea, that they would just bring in tourists and just slaughter them because they're super yeah. old vampires. And I was like, oh, that's that's an interesting take on the vampire lore you've been creating because everything yeah. else has been boring and tedious ever yeah. since. Actually, yeah, you're, you've got a point there. It was, but then she didn't flesh it out at all because she can't because <laughs> there's too many loose ends there. Like, oh, How do they 40 people went missing at this yep. festival. Somebody should look into that. Well, you Okay, so here's an example. And this happens, I'm assuming, every year at this annual festival. Yeah, that's the thing. So here's an example of like, and I was thinking this, like, what if I sat down and tried to rewrite my own synopsis of taking this idea and making it slightly more interesting and better without actually writing something? Um, but I didn't want to do that. So this would be an example. Very, very old vampires that have been around for thousands of years would have the money, the intelligence, and the connections and capability to bring a bunch of tourists in, but before they come in have already set everything up where every one of these tourists have been on a plane that they make sure is reported as crashed or something. Okay. It's yeah. not the greatest idea, but it's more fleshed out than hers, yeah. which is they've been texting their family, oh, I love it, it's great in Italy, and all of a sudden they just never hear from them again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they just disappear and nothing's going to happen. Like, the last reported location was through this tunnel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, just dumb. Chapter 22, Flight. In the reception area, Bella freaks out at all the people being killed. Edward holds her, kisses her hair. And also he, um... No, you got a, you got a quote you already written down. Yeah, I do. Uh, 
um, yeah, he holds her, he kisses her, and um, his voice was rough. <laughs> if velvet can be rough <laughs> with anxiety. <laughs> well, if you put mousse on the velvet and let it dry, it'd be kind of crusty. So, yeah, yeah. I could see how you could make yeah. velvet kind of rough. Yeah. Um, Edward holds her, kiss her hair. She feels safe, but immediately, because she is, this is a lot like um, the bondage book we read, Shayla Black. She immediately belonged to me. By yeah, Shayla that's what it was. That uh, was. Wasn't that number five in the what was the series called? What are you, some sort of book boys yeah. nerd? Got all these book boys stats? Apparently not, because I can't remember. <laughs> okay, but this is a lot like that, where they kept saying, "Well, you broke up with me in high school," but they're both in their thirties or whatever, <laughs> and it's like, "Well, my mom got killed, and your life was at risk, and that's why." And she's like, "Oh." Then five minutes later, yeah, but you broke up with me in high school, so I can never trust you. It just kept going on and on. Like, no, they don't have a real conversation with any memory of their previous conversation, so they just keep having the same conversation over and over. Here, um, she's immediately thinking that... It was number five in the Wicked Lovers series. Oh, I thought you meant number five of, like, the shows we did or something. No, no, it belonged to me. The Wicked Lovers series. Yeah, it was number five in the Wicked Lovers series. I wonder if we would have appreciated Belong to Me more if we'd read the first four in the Wicked Lovers series. <laughs> well, according to you, we have to now, because it's the only thing that makes the show worth doing. <laughs> I'm a completionist. <laughs> I guess so. So she is constantly worried that Edward's going to run again. So after all this shit that just happened, him explaining I thought you were dead and all this kind of crap and whatever, he's explaining his whole thing. She's like, yeah, you're just going to leave me again. Uh, so I wrote, screw all those dead tourists, <laughs> and Edward's more important again. Uh, he strokes her face and kisses her hair. Bella notices that he does not kiss her lips. So that's a yeah. thing we're supposed to uh, pay attention to. Edward tries to convince Bella uh, to sleep, but she refuses because she wants to spend every last moment with him awake. In the car and on the plane, Bella forces herself to stay awake, and they don't speak to each other very much. Carlisle, Esme, and the three Cullen siblings are waiting for them at the Seattle airport. Uh, both Esme and Carlisle th- uh, thank Bella for saving Edward. Uh, Rosalie tries to apologize. Edward's still angry with her, but accepts. Bella's so impressed that Rosalie's speaking to her that she accepts uh, and says it's her own fault for jumping off the cliff because jumping off the cliff is literally the turning point in the story. Yeah. It's not an exciting one, but it's what got the vampires. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, Bella is half asleep, so her words come out garbled. She's still asleep and unable to speak clearly. They arrive at the Swan House to find a very upset Charlie waiting for them. Yeah, because Bella basically had left three days Previously, and just left a note mm-hmm. to her dad. Which has happened twice now. Uh-huh. And the dad's just like, oh, you're so grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Instead uh, of get the fuck out of my house. Plus, you're 18. Get uh, out. <laughs> I'm going to send you to live with your mom in Jacksonville I if you know. don't shape up. She's 18, right? Yeah, she I is. Mis- yeah, yeah, so this of is just. Because that was. I want my life to be That was quiet. the first chapter of this book, wasn't it? Yeah. Party? Yeah. Birthday party. Get the hell out of my house. Yeah. You're constantly scaring the shit out of me. I want a quiet life. You're 18. Go. Get out. Yeah. Chapter 23, 23, 23, the truth. The truth. Idiot Bella wakes up thinking that everything after jumping off the cliff is just a dream. Edward's sitting next to her, and she thinks it's just an extension of all the audio hallucinations she's been having. Yeah, and then there's like a 10-page explanation of love. I know. It was... And also, the previous (laughs) chapter, notice that my notes were just dumb and pointless, because the whole chapter was worthless. (laughs) It had nothing to say. Yeah. Just that I'm so in love with him, and I'm worried he's going to leave again. I don't trust him. There's lots of hissing and grinning in this chapter, too. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a weird thing. Edward has, like, a bruising under his eyes, which means he hasn't fed recently. Yeah. Have have they mentioned that previously? Because that seems like a new tacked-on thing. Uh, Maybe. I don't... Yeah. I I feel like maybe they did, but... The next book, you're going to have even more references to bruising under the eyes, is what I'm thinking is going to happen. Because she just thought this up while she's writing this chapter. I said, does she make this up as she goes along? Or did she uh, mention this in the last book? Edward convinces her that this is all real. Are we reaching the end here? Yeah, but it's I edit it down. Okay. And then I stretch out these things. Yeah, okay, and that's, stuff, that's so. what I was concerned yeah. about. Nah, don't worry about it. We're still okay. good. Edward convinces her that it's all real, baby. He says that he did not go to the Volturi because of guilt. Uh, he did feel guilt, but he went to Italy because he thought she was dead and he couldn't bring himself to live without her. Yep. She goes back to thinking that he doesn't want her and that he'll still leave because this is like the Shayla Black book. Yeah. It just keeps going back and forth and you don't have to read any of it because none of it matters. He only told Bella that he didn't want her because uh, she would not let go of him easily and it was a clean break. He promised that he'll never leave her. She tells him not to make uh, promises he can't keep. So this is just like the Shayla Black shit. Uh, 
the, the next time that she feels like she's in danger, he will pack up and leave again. He assures her that the only reason he left is because he thought the vampires were a danger, but now he realizes she's in more danger when the vampires aren't around. Yeah. All of this doesn't have to be written. And I no. go, what danger? Motorcycles and cliff driving? <clears throat> he tells Bella the only reason why the Valtori let him go is because they trust the crap visions from Alice and that Bella will get turned into a vampire. And she argues with Edward to turn her and he won't do it. So he Why gets... is he so stubborn? Why won't he just turn her into a vampire already? <laughs> this is like, if you were to take the turn me into a vampire, it's like, take my virginity. That's how he keeps seeing this all the time. He's like, no, I don't want it. She's like, come on, do it! <laughs> what are you, pussy? Do it! <laughs> I'm starting to think you only want to bite men! <laughs> uh, so she says, you know what? Screw you. And again, me with the, like, as I'm reading this, I was cracking up because of the, like, oh, the biting is, like, losing her virginity, right? And then she goes, I'm going to the other vampires. We're going to put this up to a vote. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, I want him to fuck me. Yeah. How many people here agree? <laughs> if he doesn't fuck me, one of you can fuck me. Exactly. I'm getting fucked. I don't care who. I wish it was Edward, but I'll take anyone at this point. <laughs> one of you bitches is going to fuck me. One of you vampires in this room is going to, yeah, all right. Edward hates it, but he agrees to go along. This is a chapter 24 vote. Yeah. He hates it, but he says, I'll go. Bella climbs, this part cracked me up. She climbs on his back, uh, and then he, like, takes off at lightning speed through the woods. Yep, running through the woods. <laughs> I wish she's mounting him like a steed. I really wish we had uh, video on this podcast. Just <laughs> your visual sprinting. Oh, you like those doing a little sprinting? It's yeah. like I got little tiny dinosaur arms, yeah. like Tyrannosaurus uh-huh. Rex arms. Uh, I wrote, oh, my God. And then they have enough time during his speed running to have a lengthy discussion about the relationship. <laughs> uh, so, so he doesn't go that fast then? <laughs> so she talks yeah. about the audio hallucinations, and he's angry that she's been putting herself at risk to hear his voice. And, uh, and then I wrote, so they weren't real? Does anything have any purpose in this book? But at one point, they're, they're talking about trusting each other and... and Edward thinks that Bella doesn't trust him, and mm. Bella says, I trust you, I assured him. It's me I don't trust. <laughs> but she willingly... Fuck it. Uh-huh. Bella asked for her stuff back. Her CDs and pictures of Edward, <laughs> drawings of Edward that she made of, like, the two of them kissing and having sex that she had on her walls. And he goes, yeah, I still got him under a floorboard. <laughs> and none of this is important. <laughs> I, I think, though, the I did, there's one quote in particular from this chapter that I think sums up the whole series of books, probably, <laughs> and the author's mentality. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's because Bella wants Edward to turn her into a vampire. Mm-hmm. And she, so if that happens, she won't grow old. She'll be you know, 18 forever. Which Edward is. He's, you know, he never... Beautiful forever. Yeah. And uh, Bella, Bella says to Edward, if you're staying in your teens forever, then so am I. And I think that's really Stephanie Meyer's mindset. She wants to stay in her teens forever. And that's why she's writing this. Do you think Stephanie Meyer wakes up in the morning, looks in the mirror, and just sees the crow's feet and the bags and just, I want to be a fucking vampire? <laughs> I don't know if she even sees that in the mirror. Is she so delusional that she doesn't see... She still sees herself... In the mirror as 18, probably. Probably. She know. seems, I mean, if her writing is any reflection on her personality, she's a very vain, petty, selfish person. Just guess. Everything is about, the entire universe in this book revolves around one girl. And she <laughs> just. So that's how she sees things, and that's probably what she and sees. And she herself. describes everyone else in terms of their physical beauty. Yes. And that's, nothing yeah. else. And you don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't get a sense of a certain character's personality. No. Like, even reading Bob it's Honey, how you get a sense of the are. character's personality, yeah. right? Even if you don't like it. Uh, here, you get no sense of personality. It's just like, how much can they do for Bella? She explains to everyone what's going on that she wants to be turned. Aro can't read minds without touching people, so she has another. Uh, he has another vampire that can track her down. His name is Dimitri. And this is like a crappy Marvel universe. <laughs> Dimitri's ability is to find anyone. And I wrote, Jesus. <laughs> Dimitri's power uh, would not work on Bella because she's immune to any of their powers. So Edward plans to use Alice to warn them if they're coming and then to hide Bella when they do. Alice, who can only tell the, f- the future as long as no one changes their minds is their warning system. Yeah. Uh, everyone uh, votes to turn Bella, except for Edward and Rosalie. 
Uh, Edward's fussy and he stops off. Bella asks Alice to do it, but Alice can't because I'm, like, I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, she needs to prepare first. She can't just do it. Yep, exactly. She's gonna. <laughs> it's like. It's like trying not to have sex with someone. Like I'm gonna need like a week to just masturbate heavily because I, <laughs> it's, I don't know what the logic is behind this. I have no idea because I'm trying to find the connections with sex with this weird book. Uh, Carlisle can do it, but Edward barges back in and asks, "Why has it got to be done now?" Then he reminds him about Charlie, and then that's when Bella's like, "Oh yeah, Charlie, I forgot about my dad. <laughs> yeah, if I was a vampire, he'd probably be sad or something." Ugh. So, um, basically. I said, now Bella remembers somebody else. Carlisle promises to do it after her graduation. Yeah. On the way home, Bella confesses that she would rather have Edward do it than Carlisle, and Edward takes this as an opportunity to barter, and here's where this list becomes so tedious. He asks her if she would wait five years in exchange for Edward doing the job. Bella says no. No. Hold on. No. Let me rifle through this. Yeah, okay. It's long. This is the bartering technique. (laughs) The exchange for Edward doing the job. Bella says no, and she won't agree uh, to two or three or two. She tells him that she will not turn 20. Then Edward yeah, has another thought. because she wants to stay a teen forever. Exactly. Then Edward has another thought. He asks if she would marry him in exchange for him doing it after graduation. Bella's horrified at the thought. Marriage was not a thing on her list of things to do yeah. in her life. Not with this guy, apparently. The no. one that she'll kill people for or whatever. Yeah. Uh, now suddenly, like, marriage? Wow, weird. I mean, I want to be <laughs> with you forever till the end of... T- like, But not marry. Yeah. <laughs> Bella says she'll give Edward uh, 18 months instead. Edward wants to marry her, and there is not time for Bella to give Edward an answer because Edward senses that Charlie is waking up. He rushes into her room, and then Edward goes and hides in the closet. It's just everything's getting cartoonish at this point. Charlie comes into Bella's room. He tells her that she's in trouble, big, big trouble. Uh, You're grounded, Missy. Give me one reason not to send you back to Florida. Uh, Bella says that she won't go. And then she tries to explain everything. And Charlie doesn't know about the cliff jumping, but boy, did he get pissed when he found out about the cliff jumping. And then he tells her to stay away from Edward, and she goes, no, Edward and I are a done deal. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, if she cannot see him, she'll move out. Then Charlie, seeing that he's defeated, <laughs> is like, oh, okay, well, you can have everything you want. Yeah. <laughs> and I wrote, that's all it takes? Yeah, that's all it takes. Once alone, Edward comes out of the closet and Bella tries to convince him that vampires do have a soul, that using uh, his fight against the Votori and how he wanted to kill himself as an example, and they both agree that perhaps there is hope. So, yeah. Ben, uh-huh. the vampire was inside you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> We're all the vampire. If it wasn't for the virus, I'd tap you on your chest right now and say, the vampire's in here, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been in here. I know. Epilogue, treaty. No. Oh. Which is barely about a treaty. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's implied. It's subtle. That's all the writing is in this book. I know. So you have to read between the lines sometimes. Apparently. I mean, that's how you have to make up everything in this book is by filling in the gaps yourself. Imagine how long the book would be if if that wasn't the case. It just spelled (laughs) everything out for you. 8,000 pages. (laughs) Eight months after the Cullens are back and forks. Uh, Edward has returned to school. To high school. Yeah. Yeah, back in high school. Literally picking up the same classes he had just before he left. Since Edward had already gone to college, he doesn't mind filling out applications for the community college that Bella's going to be going to. Why? Give up school. Why is that? Is it like feeding is something you have to do to stay alive and also being in a school or something? I I don't get it. Uh, Charlie's still pissed about Edward, but he doesn't want to lose Bella, so he gives in and lets her have him during certain hours, certain times. (laughs) She's 18. Isn't she 18? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But as long as she's living under Charlie's roof, she's going to... Well, she's 18. Go get a job and go move out or something. You can have Edward around all the time. And also, why is this guy not like, well, if you want to see him all the time and don't like that guy, just get out of my house. Yeah. Instead, it's like, okay, well, I don't want to lose you. Why? She offers him nothing. (laughs) She she cooks for him. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. She does cook for him. Which apparently is so like a life essence for him that he can't go without it. Uh, Jacob's cut off his friendship with Bella. He will not speak or return her calls. Uh, she knows it because of Edward. Since Jacob promised to always be her friend, she doesn't want to give up. She compares Edward and Jacob's hostility towards each other to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. which, that was one of my notes. That came up several times throughout the book. The mm-hmm. Romeo That's and Juliet stuff just shoehorned in there, though. Just so oh, her clumsily. She probably didn't even start the book till she read Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, but then or she watched just... the movie of it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just so like clumsily just mm-hmm. plopped into the middle of things. and not 
you would think, okay, well, let's let's structure this story around Romeo and Juliet no. loosely. No, no, it's just like here's a reference. Yeah, okay, more crap story. Here's another reference that has nothing to do with what you just read. I know. Yeah, it's just so completely shoehorned in. Ham fisted? Is that a good <laughs> word for it? <laughs> Ham fisted sounds great. Uh, so then she. Oh, then one day after school, Bella finds her motorcycle in the driveway, and. Uh, She's pissed because Jacob promised never to let her dad see it, but there he just put it out in the driveway and the dad's going to see it. Uh, Edward thinks that Jacob's still floating around, and Jacob does come out of the woods or whatever and talks to uh, uh, Edward as a representative of his pack. So uh, Jacob reminds Edward about the treaty, so that's where the title of the chapter comes in, yeah. about the Collins and the werewolves. They have a truce between them to keep them from killing each other, but only as long as none of the vampires bites a human, which, of course, upsets Bella because... Yeah, not even kill a human, just bite a human. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So he emphasizes the word bite, which yep. will cause problems. Uh, when Bella responds that it's not any of Jacob's business, Jacob gets mad uh, that she made this decision. He's horrified. Uh, she almost loses, or he almost loses control, but manages to regain himself. Yeah. Charlie shows up. He's pissed about the bike. So there's Charlie stumbling in. Yeah. Hey, what's this bike doing out here? Bella thinks about how she's got a lot of problems. One problem, her best friend considers her an enemy. Another problem, there's a crazy vampire out to kill her. Here's another problem. A group of Italian vampires are keeping tabs on her. Yeah. <laughs> and then the lastly, uh, the one thing she's concerned about right now, above all of them, is uh, how pissed off Charlie is. And I wrote, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. <laughs> the end of the book, but not the end of the saga. So, Ben, what's your overall thoughts on this entire book that we read over three episodes? I love it. love every <laughs> second of it. It really redeemed itself in yeah. the last third of the book. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's repetitive. It's long. It's... I'm just... Infantile. I don't know. It's, it's just... Mm-hmm. It's bad writing. It's lazy yeah. writing. It's... And how does it... Yeah. How does a teenager that you would imagine has a fairly short attention span, plow through all these completely repetitive chapters dedicated to how... Edward's barely even in this book till the very end, so now mm. it's just Jacob and how hot Jacob is and his muscles. Well, when you say at the taller. very end, though, that's 250 pages. Yes. It's a long book. <laughs> but even so, no matter who she's writing about, it's mundane. It has. It yeah. doesn't drive the story forward. It's it's just pointless. And how are these teenagers reading this shit and loving the hell out of it 10 know. years ago? I don't, I don't know. You know, no teenagers read this shit or like it now? My kids laugh when I said, yeah, I got to finish Twilight. And they're like, why would you read that? I'm like, because we're reading young adult fiction. And like, nobody reads Twilight, Dad. Oh. <laughs> well, so wait, what, what do they read now? What should we be reading? Uh, they don't, there's no, they're, like, there's they, no thing it's now? still Harry Potter and things. That, um, okay. What's that other one? The, the one where it's like, oh, Hunger Games. Okay. They read like Hunger Games and shit. Are there still new Hunger Games coming out? No, okay. but they're reading the old stuff. And so okay. it's no, there's nothing like new and hot okay. that everyone's obsessing over now. Okay. Because that's apparently that market's dead, I guess. But um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Twilight is not one that kids are like, yeah, I heard it's good. And like, oh, I read it. It's fantastic. Like, no one cares. There's well, like, it's boring and stupid. And did like Hunger Games come out around the same time as this? I know Harry Potter like did, right? Did. So this, this series did not stand the test of time like the other ones did. At least in the minds of the... Yeah, I wonder... Well, Hunger Games, I think, will probably disappear to obscurity. I think Twilight will be second place in the disappearing into obscurity. Like, it'll probably do better than Hunger Games, I mean. Really? Um, But I think Twilight's going to go away because this whole generation of kids think this book is dumb. Well, and just the vampire thing isn't what it used to be, right? Is that kind of dumb? No. I I think that, like, the trend of being into super schmaltzy, like, overly romantic, cheesy, whatever, is kind of gone now. Like, kids aren't really that way now, but they used to be, so... Yeah, the first Hunger Games book came out around the same time as this second Twilight book, yeah. Anyway, so... Yeah. Well, so that's that book. Uh, I don't... I've already complained at this, uh, at length about this book, so I don't really know what else to say about it. Yeah, I don't think we need to say anything else, do we? What are we reading next, Ben? Well, we're we're going to be timely. We're going to read a uh, dystopian speculative fiction about uh, a virus that wipes out much of the world's population. It's called uh, Station Eleven. 
Station Eleven. Station Eleven. It came out in 2015, I think. Oh, it was wow. pretty well. It's fairly recent. Yeah, so this is going to be <clears throat> us trying to read a good book again. This was mm-hmm. a finalist for the National Book Award and finalist for the Penn Faulkner Award. Hmm. So it was a well-reviewed book. It was this is more literary than we're used to. Even so. if I like it, I'm just going to tear it apart about how crappy it is, just like George Saunders. Also, that you did picture to me. the author there who looks. She looks like she's 20. I know. She's older than I am, though. Oh, is she really? Yeah, she's she's 40. 41. Vampire. Yeah. Uh, the author being Emily St. John Mandel. Yeah, Emily St. John. Vampire. Yes. Look at that face. She doesn't get the, the bruises under her eyes. Like she hasn't been feeding. She's hungry. <laughs> she's hungry to write yeah, good I, books. Yeah, I saw that picture. I was like, oh, she looks really young, but she's actually born in 1979. So oh, you're kidding. Yeah. As if I'm disgusted. I was born in 1973. I'm like, really? 1979. Come on. All right. Well, there you go. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, I want to get three books in before we read the next Twilight. I'm fine with that. Thank you. We need a break. I definitely need a break. That was hundreds of pages. I know. I had to make myself hurry up and read it on Sunday. It's exhausting. I just had to plow through on Sunday. Like, ah, crap, I forgot. Because I was so much enjoying not having to <laughs> learn about Bella and her crap. All right, yeah. fine. All right, well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, boys. Ugh.